0: Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast, where we believe that following and hearing the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Here I am with Britt Waller as Aaron Hood. I'm in the land of Israel. Israel's in a war right now. It's uh, kind of hard, still kind of sinking in. And yeah. I have with me Britt Waller here. Yeah, glad to be on. We're gonna we just putting something together, talking about what everybody's talking about. I mean, it's like everything is um, news media everyone is talking about Israel and that's kind of what we want to kind of dig into a little bit is why is it? Um, you know, we we've talked about it and um, here yeah, we're actually doing this podcast in the Israel guys studio. So I feel like yeah. there's a little bit of an anointing on us here. <laughs> you know, the true and authentic news coming straight out of Israel. I don't know if I can say that without getting some kind of like piracy rights or you know, something like that, but hopefully I don't get in trouble for that. But um what is, why is it, you know, that the whole world is obsessed with this this country and with this um, this war and mm-hmm. uh, with this conflict? And is Israel, yeah. I, I think um, a couple, actually it's been a couple months back now, as I'm thinking back, you know, I did a teaching on Jerusalem is supposed to be the city of peace. That's what the name Yerushalayim mm-hmm. means, you know, like it's a city of peace. And how is it that everybody recognizes this city with conflict? It's been conflict after conflict after yeah. conflict, and and here we are in the middle of another conflict. And the whole world is um, got its eyes, you know, uh, on Israel. And it seems like the moderates are becoming few and far in between, and all we have is extremists, uh, extreme bias, yep. right or left. And yep. uh, Britt and I were talking about that and. And Britt, why don't you share just a little bit what you were saying to me about how it's um, it's like a conservative, like a God problem. Not yeah. a God problem, yeah, but yeah, a
1: we're, process. Yeah, Aaron and I were talking about that. First off, thanks for having me on, Aaron. Absolutely. Yeah. I've always thought it'd be fun to do a show with Aaron. We could call it the Bert and Ernie show. Because growing yeah. up, everybody called me Bert. He's Ernie. So here we are. There we Anyways, are. Finally, yeah. we did it. We'll but on the, it. Uh, yeah, on the Israel topic, it's crazy that a country that's so small in the middle of the Middle East is you know, surrounded by 22 Arab countries. I believe um, is the center focus of so much international media you have a even before this war started a small incident happens and it's all sudden world news yeah you know um, why is that and why is it now that we're seeing everything happening with this war and stuff why is it such a, I guess you could call it a polarizing issue um, in our world today. And I think what Aaron and I were just talking about is that it really seems to come back to what is your, uh, what's your foundation. You know, why, why is it that political people in the American government that are Christian generally support Israel? Yeah. People that are not Christian or godless, atheist, whatever. Um, are very anti-israel to the point of supporting hamas <laughs> yeah right um
0: yeah like why? that's just you know, an alternative right there's not yeah. a like i was saying there's not a lot of moderates out there it's like the extremism and i think that's um i think that's on purpose i really mm-hmm. think that is a yeah. um god is directing the hearts of people mm-hmm. and it really points to the crux Or like the real depth of the issue. Right. That's like you're saying. Well,
1: and I think that there's a lot of things about this particular war and the particular issue that are interesting. It's not just about a nation. You know, it's not just about Israel. Because within Israel, there's, you know, I think 7 million Jewish people, there's 2 million Arabs, there's Druze, there's Bedouins. Not talking about just Jewish people. Right. But all of a sudden, because of the war in Israel, you see anti-Semitism rising all over the world. Right. So it's not just purely a hatred of Israel. There's something significant about the people of God, the Jewish people, that when they come under attack, they come under attack worldwide. You have demonstrations going, people yelling slogans about, you know, Jews, whatever, Jews in the States that are, you know, completely almost on a point of running away from God. You know, they're like, hey, we're American. We're not Jewish. We're not Jewish, you know. And all of a sudden people are, you know, you know, Uh, doing all sorts of crazy, graffiti, painting, painting, yelling, slow you know, stuff at them because they're Jewish. Yeah. And these are people that are, you know, very leftist. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, I guess it's just a really, I think it shows that there's a deep root to all of this. It's much more than just a modern state of Israel. It's much more um, than just, you know, a Middle Eastern conflict, that there's a really deep root of the whole world is not, just the ones that have their eyes on Israel, that God yeah. also has his eyes on Israel from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Um, and I think that's something that for us here, I haven't been in Israel for a long time, I've really just seen a big kind of awakening within Christianity to understand that God still has a plan for Israel. Yeah. Um, and, and sadly, still, I think a lot of Christianity is still waking up to that, that they haven't seen that. I think mm. there's a lot of kind of pushback in between how does this work into my theology yeah. you know right oh, israel yeah. throws a big a big kink, kink in theology, theology of like how do we figure this out i think even for us here at Hivell, we were talking about this the other day that there's so many things that we um don't fully understand but we know it's god right yeah. so it's like this hard kind of thing of i i like to call it we have to step back and step in mm. you know they got to step back a little bit of sometimes because uh, we all acknowledge that the miracle of Jewish people coming from the four corners of the earth back to the land of Israel, mm. language being restored that was dead for a long, long time. Uh, people that don't even speak the same language winning a war against their enemies, nineteen forty-eight, right. massive. They don't even armies, speak. Yeah, yeah, they don't even speak the same language, and yet they're winning this war. Um, all these miracle after miracle after miracles that we can all acknowledge. Okay, this was a miracle from God and a fulfillment of prophecy, but how does that fit? How does that mesh (laughs) with our Christian theology? And so I like to tell people that with this kind of stuff that in some ways we just have to step back a little bit, go, okay, okay, God, you know, your plan is a lot bigger than our plan, um, and but yet at the same time, if you're doing something, I want to be part of it. Amen, yeah. And so that's, I feel like that's kind of our heart is that there is a lot of things that we don't fully understand, but we know, okay, God, your eyes and your heart are on Jerusalem, on Israel from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And, uh, if that's where your heart and your eyes are, then let my heart and my eyes be there too. And I think that's why in this war, even, um, you have the Jewish people being attacked and you have people from all over the world, just an enormous kind of response of, yeah. Like Aaron support said, some or for support and some saying hatred.
0: Yeah, yeah these outright. people that are
1: yeah, leftists that are you know, women's rights, all this stuff. All of a sudden, when it comes to Hamas, yes, we love Hamas. These people that are doing <laughs> Terrible heinous things crimes, crimes. Right. yeah, don't they don't believe that women can drive cars and all this stuff. But yeah, we're all sudden pro Hamas. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's so blatant that you go, this is more than just the practical thing. Right. This is so spiritual. Such
0: a double standard. I mean, like when it comes yeah. to Israel and even, you know, Israel's right to defend itself on just a, you know, base level. Mm. Um, but I love that step back, step in. You know, that reminded me of uh, the Jewish people here. When they do the Amidah, they do the their prayer service Mm -hmm. um there's a certain place in the prayer where they take three steps back small steps and Mm -hmm. then three steps forward as if approaching god's throne yeah Uh, and the first part of that process is stepping back right and we can see and, and behold god at a greater um we can get so laser focused you know there's a couple people here you know that are that I'm not necessarily one to focus in. And I think there's both people for sure. Mm -hmm. um, But it takes, it does take both people. It's both refreshing, right? For somebody to say, hey, let's look at the big picture. And also for those that are laser focused and are, um, have a a mission in life and that's their passion. And that's, that's God, that's good. Mm -hmm. But I love that stepping back. And and I also want to just echo what Britt's saying. Essentially he's saying, it's like, can we follow God without the answers? Right, like, does is he, will we see the signs? Like Yeshua said, he said, "If you can't believe me, believe me because of what I'm doing. Believe me because right. the Spirit's working through me." Mm-hmm. Can we see God working in the midst of His people? The agricultural cycles being, you know, brought back, trees mm-hmm. being planted, vines, um, Aliyah, the return of the Jewish people to yeah. this country, uh, and can we see that and say, "Yes, that's God." I don't understand yeah. how that fits in with the eschatology of it all, <laughs> right. but can we? do we want to miss out because we don't fully understand or do we want to be a part and connect Mm. ourselves? Um, because God said, and I think, um, it's been massively impactful, impactful for me, um, with the altar of prayer deemed by Mm. as, um, Aliyah ministries return ministries specializing and enabling and supporting Jewish people from all over the world, mainly North America to come back to Israel and Mm. and find jobs in life and, and uh, to grow here and be established here, according to a lot of the prophets. Um, he started a um, prayer ministry called Altar of Prayer, AOP. You can look that up online. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a 24 seven all over the world. I, I do it every Thursday and I do an hour and a half. And um, I actually take the watch on Zoom, right? It's all mm-hmm. a computer uh, online deal, which was really hard for me to really engage <laughs> in that. <Yeah>. But <clears throat> once you um, are familiar with the, the, some of the logistics of that, it becomes easier to engage. I'm praying with women from Jamaica. I'm praying from people from Uganda and Kenya, the Netherlands. And, and the whole heart behind it is to pray in um, what is God's heart, according to the scriptures, that mm. he would bring his people home. Yep. And I think that that is essentially even what we're seeing here is it's God's heart to establish his people in this land. And when we can get behind that and not have to have the answer for that or mm. why that matters— Um, I think that we can receive the blessing in spite of our ignorance. I think God wants us to a certain limit. And my own children, you know, God teaches us things with our children. My own children, I tell them to do something. uh, They're not always entitled to an explanation. You know, (laughs) I expect a yes, sir, and, you know, get it done. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and then afterward, you know, maybe we can, but there's not always going to be an explanation. And that just goes to show how big God is. Mm -hmm. God's bigger than our understanding. I mean, how would we want God to be so small that we could understand him? Right. Would we want God to be able to fit inside of our mind? Or would we, I find great comfort in the fact that God is greater. Yeah. Greater than my own mind can wrap around. Yep. And so I think that that's the uh, aspect. And when we're looking at this particular uh, issue and we're, and we're seeing how it works out, I was talking to Victoria and, um, I said, you know, love and purity, you know, I think a lot of people hear love and purity and they connect it to betrothal or engagements, And that's uh, a part of it. But I I really feel like the greater impact is how does love and purity affect our morality? How does it affect our everyday walk Mm -hmm. with God? So I wrote this down a little bit here, and I haven't even uh, ran this by Braden yet, so um, hopefully you'll hear it at the same time, and hopefully it's it's spot on. If not, I'll make any corrections next time we get <laughs> together, but this is right off the cuff. I wrote this today, and I believe, you know, that love and purity needs to impact the world, and what is love and purity? It's, it's greater than finding your soulmate. You know, it's greater than that. It's a two-fold approach to our walk with Christ, that love, which is the extravagant love of our God, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's got to come. I mean, I just hear testimonies of people who have come to faith and their hearts are overwhelmed by a loving, compassionate God. It's what draws us. The scripture says, it's your kindness, God, that draws us to repentance. Mm -hmm. An extravagant love for our Lord, which turns into loyalty and which is our pure motivation. We need to have a motivation of love. If not, when our love is insufficient, the fear of God will cause us to depart from evil. Mm. But it's God's intent that we be motivated out of love. Mm. And the second part being Purity, a holiness before the all seeing God, transparency, that we are transparent one with another, that increases our humility, that causes us to walk in a place of humility. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, there's a lot of um, pastors, uh, regretfully so, um, I don't want to say a lot, but there are pastors who have fallen because of lack of transparency. Mm. And it was a refreshing thing about uh, Billy Graham, even to the end of his ministry, he had. Certain criteria he never met with women alone. He mm. never had phone calls. You know, he was just um, above board, and many people criticized him, you know, could have criticized mm. him for that. But his ministry was untainted all the way to the end because he had a, a strong commitment to being above reproach. Yeah. And I think Britt and I both come from the same background. That's our heart's desire to be above reproach, mm. to walk yeah. within our house in a perfect way um, with the Lord, and that comes with transparency. Brayton's talked about that, how— I don't know if, Britt, you uh, remember much, you know, being kind of part of the, the younger tier of siblings. Yeah. Brayton talks a lot about how just the transparency that he had with, you know, Zach and Nate and his brothers. Um, and that prayer time at night was
1: crucial for walking through that time. Mm. Um, well, I think that there's a whole, there's kind of a whole misconception nowadays of that. If you acknowledge or if you live your life acknowledging a weakness and it's because you're weak. You know, right. <laughs> if that's somebody that says, like, I don't want to have a smartphone. I want to have a dumb phone. Right. Like, well, you know, that's fine for you, brother, because you're weak. You know, <laughs> right. but I'm I'm strong enough, yeah. you know, not to be affected by it. You know, it's fine it's for me. It's not a temptation for me. Yeah, right. yeah. Know, I hear that. I, and I think that that's such a wrong perspective. Um, and like Aaron's saying, the transparency, we actually have to take active steps in the opposite direction. Right. You know, yes. to say... I'm acknowledging this battle, and I'm going to take opposite st- or you know steps in the opposite direction to actually confront it. Right, I'm you thinking know, you're about- actually a stronger man when you acknowledge those those battles and actually. Fortify yourself against absolutely,
0: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't do any good to to deny what's actually happening, right? right. To, it, yeah. If it's happening and you deny it, it doesn't change the fact that it's right. still no. happening. But that reminds me of Paul, right? He's like, don't don't even give the perception. Like, you know, don't eat meat in a temple and cause people to think that you're eating meat sacrificed to idols. Mm. <clears throat> He's like, we should, you know, even if we could say, you know, I don't have that issue or, or you know, I've got this, that, and the other. Could we... Take that step and this is just an instance i'm not wanting to pick on this in particular mm. but an instance of well you know i'm going to get rid of my smartphone so that other people would feel encouraged to do that that it's possible even mm. though that might not be a struggle right a struggle I'm, I'm using quotation marks here with my fingers you can't see that <laughs> um, but and uh so that transparency and encouraging one another to be transparent is what cuts the head off the snake it's what really breaks down the chains of bondage and uh, depression, and we can't can't walk in depression. God has given us a spirit of freedom. And Mm -hmm. then the last part is attaching ourselves to the law of God and calling them good. It is so important that we proclaim a gospel that is not devoid of law. It's Mm -hmm. not devoid of rule and order. Our God is a God of order and he spoke to us in his word don't kill, don't steal, don't commit adultery. rest on the seventh day. Mm. And you know and if you're listening to this podcast and you know your whole life you've been resting you know on on Sunday as the seventh day and and you're realizing now that the seventh day is the Saturday is the Shabbat. God we will bless you in your heart to do that to fulfill that. as mm. we grow, let us have hearts open to receive more of the Lord like we mentioned earlier. We aren't going to have the whole picture. We're not going to have all the answers. And let us yeah. walk in the fullest capacity that we have. And uh, so there's no condemnation on that. My dad and my mom came, became saved. And you know, and many people listen to this podcast. Many, many people became saved and began the relationship with Christ in a Sunday church. Mm-hmm. And it's where God really found them. God yeah. really met them there and brought in a greater revelation. And I think that's critical for us who have grown up into it or are more aware of that or or have been doing it for a long time to not forget that, not forget that God used that to bring in people um, from darkness
1: into his marvelous
0: light. Did you have anything
1: you wanted to add to that? I was just going to say that, like, yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge the times that we live in. Yes. I'm younger than you, Aaron, (laughs) but even for me, I start feeling old when I think about technology because... I remember, you know, when I was younger, the first friend that had a, or it wasn't even a friend, you know, children didn't have phones, right. you know, when right. I was little, it makes me sound old saying that, Right. but like we're living in a very progressive time in history, um, that I think just in the same way we were talking about Israel earlier, that Christianity of our grandparents, it was harder to acknowledge the miracles that God was bringing about just because they didn't see it. Yeah. Didn't, you know, Jewish people were spread all over the world. Um, it was harder to actually see that miracle taking place. Therefore it didn't make sense. You know, the prophecies, whatever now in our generation, we're seeing that. Yeah. And I think in that same way to acknowledge the generation that you're living in. Yes. Of what God's doing in your time and acknowledging also the the battles of right. our generation. <laughs> right. You know, yes. of like, we've seen technology come huge ways. We've seen movies, all this stuff come a huge ways in just the last, let's say 10 years. Yeah um and so acknowledging that and not just being one step behind the culture right absolutely but actually maintaining a true um sense of morality before god right, based absolutely. on the bible not not based on we're a little bit better than everybody else <laughs> right you know yeah that's yeah, not not a gonna, little bit that's better than everybody else to purity of heart yeah, yeah that's not going to lead it. to a uh, a fulfilled joyful life living before god in purity We actually have to seek god you know and uh and walk on that highway of holiness and not be just one step behind the world
0: right i just yeah we can't you know it's something that i've encouraged people with in times past and i'll do it again it finds somebody in your life that will compel you to a forward momentum with god yeah don't find someone don't hang out with people that you know you're you feel comfortable where you're at because you're slightly better than them but be that person and find that person and they're becoming harder and harder to find but i think you know through all of this this is all just kind of the outer line you know in the And the crux of it is this conflict between Israel and Hamas and the reason. Mm. I'm going to state this kind of -of matter-of-factly because I believe it in my heart. The facts may become later. Mm. Um, But I would love to hear your comments, you know, and uh, loveandpurity.com. You can send us an email with an encouraging or. You know, critiquing. You know, we're like I said. You know, we're not above. That Only transparency. five star reviews
1: here. <laughs> Only <laughs> five star reviews.
0: Only five star reviews.
1: <laughs> if it's not a five star review, then just don't even worry about leaving. Just a leave it with somebody else's podcast. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but um, it's it's a morality issue, right? I mean, we have yeah. people, we have Palestinian Arabs that live in this area that are, devo- I-, I believe, are Christians and devoted to God. Mm. Same exact, you know, location. Same exact ethnicity same but what was the difference a a morality a, a recognition of what Britt was talking about originally god's word hope in god's word you know we have tasted and seen that the lord is good yeah blessed yeah. is the one you know, trust in him and we want to receive that blessing so as we end out here i just want to read this word for word and it may seem kind of cut and dry but i really don't know if i could say it much better here and uh, i've had a little bit of time to think through this but I just want to read this out. And it's, I hope that the love and purity, the message of morality and holy, what I call holiness living is really what love and purity becomes known for. Not mm-hmm. necessarily one aspect of a, a man and a woman becoming betrothed, you know, to God and, and that whole picture. Yes, that's beautiful, but that's just a part
1: mm-hmm.
0: that holiness would work do. It's perfect work in us to make us God, you know, like that godliness would be something that we would carry. So this worldview has a major impact on everyday life, this, this worldview of love and purity that impacts the world, as it should be. Our faith as Christians is supposed to be our most defining characteristic. So as Israel's war with Hamas is in the forefront of every news outlet and the streets full of people talking, protesting, supporting Israel or Hamas, have you ever asked yourself why? Have you ever wondered why so many people are concerned and have passionate feelings toward Israel, but are mostly amazingly ignorant of the facts? As the globe chooses sides of this conflict, what really is the choice? Israel versus Hamas, Jew versus Arab, Judaism versus Islam? Or could it be God's redemptive plan versus the schemes of the evil one? God promises he will visit and redeem his people, Luke chapter 1, verse 68. He also says that the nations would rage and plot vain things, that's Psalm 2. Either side you stand on, you are fulfilling God's words spoken through the prophets. You're a vessel fulfilling his purpose. But one vessel is destined for blessing from God himself, and one is destined to destruction and eternal damnation. And this I urge you to choose cautiously and wisely. For in closing, it appears to me that there is much more at stake than being on the wrong side in a land dispute thousands of miles away. It's not Israel versus Hamas. It's good versus evil. And according to the word of God, good wins. And Romans 12, 9 says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Yeah. Amen. Let us be those that cling to what is good. Yeah. Any closing thoughts?
1: Yeah. I was just going to say that, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a hard word, you know, to be like (laughs) whichever side you're on, you know, is also a a part of prophecy, but we see the nations that stood against Israel in the Bible, even the ones that God used were later on punished for Mm. that. Right. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's, it's super important. Like we talked about, it's much more than a Physical thing, it's a very spiritual thing happening Absolutely. Um, worldwide, and I think even from the from the Muslim, the Arab side, they acknowledge that they're calling this whole war um, the Al-Aqsa War. <laughs> Uh, and, and I think even you know Israelis are saying, what does this have for to those... do with? Okay, Al Aqsa is the name, the Arab name of the Temple Mount uh, of the Temple Mount of the mosque that's on the, the Temple Mount. The, where the temple so is they, supposed to. Stand. They're saying the whole point of them starting this war. This is what I, they actually said was because of Jewish aggression on the Temple Mount. Wow, which Jewish I'll, prayers I'll, on the I'll, Temple Mount. I'll explain what that means. <laughs> I've been up there multiple times with Jewish groups, and our groups uh, is going up with a military escort and walking around the Mount praying. That's why they're saying, this is why we've had enough. We're <laughs> going to start a war. not stand that yeah, anymore. This aggression is just... And Israelis and the international media is going, why on earth are they like... But I think it, it it just pinpoints it. It puts a pin right on that. That This is why God's doing something and those that hate God are like not cool with it. Yeah. They're like, no. <laughs> You're not going to start the redemption out of Jerusalem. It's going to infect the whole world. Um, and so... Yeah, I guess in closing, just encourage you guys to um, to realize the times that we're living in. Yes. You know, this is different than the war in Ukraine. This yeah. is different than, you know, that there's, there's spiritual ramifications, a lot of biblical context for what's happening right now. Um, get in the word um, and, and seek those things out. And then wherever you're at, you know, I think it's a huge thing to stand. Um, Yeshua said, you know, you've done it to the least of these, my brothers. We've mm. taken that to mean humanity for a long time, uh, which I think it also applies there. Absolutely. But also, he's brothers of the Jewish people. Yeah. You know, you've done it to the least of these, my brothers. You've done it to me. Right. And Amen. so I think that there's an amazing, uh, even biblical strength in standing with Israel, standing with Yeshua's brothers in this time of need, in this time of trouble. Um, and even back in the States, you know, all the leftists, whatever Jews that are like, <laughs> I don't want to be Jewish, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. Um, At your local events, wherever you're at, I encourage you to stand with the Jewish people. Um, I think it's a really powerful time to be able to be a a Cory Timboom in our generation and to actually stand uh, with the Jewish people. So, absolutely appreciate everything Love and Purity is doing. Love you, Aaron. Love you, Braden. Yeah. And uh, the whole team there. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to connect over here, we've got Operation E Time. Absolutely. Yeah. Going on too. Might not be message. able to find it on YouTube. They, <laughs> That's they, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, closed, they closed down the channel, but Operation Etai just got it back
1: up. Okay, good. Up. <laughs> it's crazy. We've been censored like crazy recently, posting videos of helping out, yep. delivering products to people. People are funding. So Operation Etai. Etai wasn't Jewish. But he came and stood with King David and it's said. It's in it 1 second? Second Samuel? Second Samuel, I believe. Samuel. 13, maybe? Okay, I think right, it's 2 Samuel 13. Like you keep talking. I'll the look it up, I'm The story of Etai. He comes and joins King David as the whole story with Absalom's happening. And David says, David's fleeing Jerusalem. And he says to, says to Etai, says, you know, stay here. You just came three days ago. Um, and he says, wherever you are in life and in death, I'll be with you. That's right. Uh, um, Second Samuel chapter 15. You were close. Uh, that was, <laughs> was close. So, yeah, check out that story. Uh, but with on that same idea, we've started a whole campaign called Operation Itai, spelled I-T-T-A-I. You can go to that, OperationItai.com. Check it out. We're uh, bringing in a ton of supplies to help out in all the uh, local communities of Judea and Samaria. Um, just basic equipment and stuff uh, to, to help the communities in this time of war. So, yeah, you can check that out. And, uh, but like I said, get, get involved with wherever you can. It's an amazing uh, generation to be born into, time to be able to stand with the Jewish people. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Make it, a, make it a habit.
0: Add it into your daily prayers. You know, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. He who makes peace in his heights may he make peace upon us and upon all Israel. May that be our prayer. Cling to what is good. You know, yeah. there, there's a lot of, uh, my dad, I was talking to him last night, and, um, you know, there's anxiety you know there can be anxiety but mm. we can turn that anxiety into excitement yeah because the king is coming mm. amen like this is this is part of it you know yeah. this is the birth pangs you know we've yep. talked about it over and over again and how how exciting that we get to be in that time you know amen. know the season that you're in cling to that which is good don't let hate you know for a person or for an ethnicity or anything take root in your heart but cling to the good hate the evil be that representative of good in this world cause your prayers to be lifted up for the people of israel yes israel has its issues but god's heart is to do them good because yep. his name is placed upon
1: them mm-hmm.
0: and so we're just going to finish with that praying god blesses you all yeah and uh thank you Britt, for being here
1: yeah this is Glad uh to refreshing me.
0: and um hopefully we'll put something back out in next week uh, i know it's been a couple of weeks uh since we've got something uh, new out but hopefully we'll be able to put something out uh, next week so Until then, this is the voice of a beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and obeying the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life.